Jesse came down to Albert Lee. Jesse did. He loves you guys. We love him. Uh, I know. We all love Jesse. But he's not here today. Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and line corporate media. I am so excited about the show today because I have two heroes in studio. <laughs> what? Don't give me that look. <laughs> Don't give me that. I know you guys are modest. Jane Moss from East Grand Forks. Yep. At, for those that don't know, that's not Jane. There's Jane yeah. Moss. I should have probably. Did I even introduce you no, to I the two? No, I, I didn't get any introduction. Oh, how yeah. bad am I? How bad am I? He went to Lisa first because he did. I didn't even make the introductions. Jane Moss here in the black shirt or black dress. Is it, a, is it technically a dress, Jane? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Does it have pockets? Oh, no, it doesn't. I know not. women <laughs> like pockets in their dresses. <laughs> Uh, comes down from East Grand Forks. So that's five hours away. And Lisa Hansen, uh, I was going to say the felon, but you weren't a felon. Not You're actually a, a felon. Are you a felon? No, not, not actually. Not a felon. A felon. Okay, misdemeanor. I was going to say gross misdemeanor. No, just misdemeanor. So what, what do I call petty, you? A former prisoner? <laughs> political prisoner. That's what I got to call yeah, you. Yeah, political yep. prisoner. That's right. That Remember how I, I used to tease Larvita about the orange jumpsuit? Mm -hmm. And you ended up in the <laughs> orange jumpsuit. I actually got the orange. Yeah. <laughs> Larvita didn't get to do that. No, she didn't. There's a really interesting story about Larvita. Did you hear about the work farm threat? Yes. yes. That's crazy because yes. Larvita's a, a black woman, and they talked about yeah. putting yes. her on a work farm. I'm like, you mean against her will and force her to work? Like, I don't know, slavery? What, for opening her business during COVID? This is crazy. I'm sorry. Our guests today were heroes during COVID tyranny. They uh, opened up their businesses in defiance of Governor Tim Walls. Now, if you're not from Minnesota, Governor Tim Walls, very awful person. He, mm -hmm. See, this was the problem that I had. A lot of people, a lot of governors thought good leadership is being tyrannical. Now, a guy like me that served time in the military, I know that's not good leadership. When you have to bark orders, tell people what to do, that's not good leadership. Good leadership is getting people to do the right thing because they're part of a team. Mm -hmm. Walls doesn't take that approach, okay? And there's a lot of reasons for that. Personally, I could go into that. But that's what he did. He shut down our businesses, not once but twice, and that's how we got to your guys' case. Also, reading your comments at home, let us know where you're watching from, is the lovely Bridget. How are you doing there, Bridget? Um, doing excellent. What's the and smile about there? What's so funny? Because <laughs> my heart was racing from driving fast. <laughs> um. <laughs> you could have been a couple of minutes late. I, I would have teased you on air when you that's weren't okay. here, but you didn't need a. <laughs> did you it. break the speed limit? Well, I'm not going to say that on air. And they put you in jail? I can't believe this. Unbelievable. <laughs> not following the speed limits. I never said that, Jake. You're <laughs> putting words in my mouth. All but right. anyways, we have Tucker here. Brad Ganser says, proud of these ladies. Um, it's lovely. Says, hey, Lisa, I sent you a Christmas card. Every day you were in jail, you were a warrior and a hero. Jerry. Thank you. We were just uh, talking about that before you. and yeah, all the cards those, you were those getting. Those letters jail. and cards really yep. kept me going. Yeah. Thank run you. Running the dials is Deep State Dawson, the guy behind COVID. That, yeah, that's what I did. That was <laughs> <laughs> It was a deep state operation. I mean, in some <laughs> regards, you have to look at the the uh, medical industry com industrial complex or the health system. Oh, Brad Ganser, twenty dollars, tough chick criminal defense fund. That's nice. <laughs> so does that mean we're obligated to put that towards a defense fund here? Can Probably. I use that? Can I use that to buy them a drink tonight? <laughs> well, I don't, I, Brad. You got to spend. Now I have to start a criminal defense fund. <laughs> Brad Ganser's rumble rant is already screwing us. Wait a minute. If he's, starting, if he's talking about starting a criminal defense fund, should we be concerned? Yeah. yeah actually, no what are you trying to say? <laughs> or is he talking about uh, paying the speed tickets for uh, Bridget here? I don't know what Brad Ganser's doing there. 
Well, thanks. If you guys want to be a part of the show and interrupt us anytime, Rumble Rants. Otherwise, we'll try to read your comments. You can be part of the conversation. Make sure you like and subscribe, whatever platform you're watching on. I kind of think you should be watching on Rumble. I think actually YouTube might take this down. We might get into too much truth on COVID, right? I would right. do it. It could happen. Yeah, they're still doing that. I think they stopped doing election-related stuff. But, yeah, I think COVID, they're still doing it. So, Because, you know, the la- I think we got taken down. Well, basically, anytime Je- MAGA Jesse fills in for me, we get a strike. So apparently <laughs> yeah. he's hard, more hardcore. <laughs> the last uh, medical misinformation YouTube ban that we had was when I had Neil Shaw on air. A doctor who's trained by Mayo. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing YouTube's tech guys know more about the medical industry and vaccines than a trained physician from the Mayo Clinic system. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Neil Shaw on that one. But yeah. that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. That's how they are. So anyhow, let's let's. I don't even know where to start this one. And I've been so excited to do this. First of all, tonight people can meet you. We're gonna be at the Mermaid in Moundsview. So if you guys want, come to the Mermaid in Moundsview. The show starts at 6.30 tonight, and I get to lead a panel with you guys. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today will be there tonight. Ooh, we have $20 from KWAL for Life. It says, just felt like interrupting. Cheers. <laughs> well, awesome. There you go. <laughs> By the way, uh, KWAL and T-Wall, big fans of the show, uh, came across us. Uh, actually, I think they found Eric Mortensen first during the COVID tyranny. So a lot of our fans c- came across extra liberty when we were fighting these battles mm. so thank you very much uh k wall and tucker i guess he says yeah beers tonight i don't know if tucker's coming up for that beers or cheers there you go i love i love our fans the greatest people ever <laughs> so um where do we get started here uh for people that don't know governor walls does what a lot of other governors did and shuts down the state locks us in our homes says you can't do business unless you're essential right one Minnesota, but there's essential, mm-hmm. non-essential mm-hmm. people. And this is March 18th, roughly, of 2020. St. Patrick's Day. I'll never forget I, I'm it. sorry. <laughs> yes, you're right. St. Patrick's Day. Because mm-hmm. it closed right about the right. evening. Of, yeah. How did I forget that? Because my good friend Janice has an Irish pub, and I think I went there during noon hour. And I was like, that's the last one. That was the last one, yep. Yeah. And so you guys complied with that order. And, of course, at that time, no one knew what the heck was going Correct. on, right? Yep, right. So, I mean, we were, we were supposedly scared out of our minds. Mm-hmm. And then things start progressing. And by June, was it, we fully opened up again or yes. something like that? Okay. And then did things we, got... Did we actually fully open? No, it was 50%. Right. Oh, that's right. 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 And 50%. you had to keep your tables far enough apart for social distancing. And we actually opened up outside on our deck. Oh, yeah. And we still had to follow mm-hmm. all the rules of the masking and the gloves. And and, and what's the science behind COVID spreading uh, outdoors? Like there's really <laughs> it almost was, no cases traced yeah. to spread outdoors. Made no sense. Well, do you guys remember the, uh, the I think it was like a surfer or like a sail, not sailboarder, what's that? Paddleboarder mm-hmm. in the ocean in California gets, oh, yes. gets yes. arrested on the beach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally could find a more healthy thing to do during COVID, right. getting sun, right. vitamin D, outdoors, right? Well, that's when I truly felt like, okay, this there's something more going on than COVID. I mean, it, it just made no sense. If 
people really use their common sense. Yeah. And we're outdoors and you're supposed to wear a mask and you're wearing these gloves and nobody's changing them out, mm-hmm. you know. So that's when it really hit me that, no, this, I can't continue to do this. So we went 50% and at some point things seemed to get normal, but then they instituted a mask mandate in August, statewide mask mandate. Um, and it wasn't until November of 2020 cases started going up and governor walls did the same thing again. He shut down businesses first. And I remember this and people don't think this happened. They forgot about this. He banned dart throwing. Do you remember that? He banned you probably what? got darts at your at boardwalk dart throwing. Oh, see, we don't have that. So oh, I, I thought you would have had no, darts. We okay. didn't have darts. Okay. So no, I didn't know he did that. Yes, he. Yeah, he, <laughs> he you guys at the heart of the matter. He <laughs> no. banned dart throwing. We couldn't believe. We actually thought about doing a fundraising event where we would create dart boards with Walls' face in the middle. So the idea was that you would gather around near each other and throw darts. And then you you probably remember this. It was like you had to close by 10 p.m. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because apparently people would get too inebriated and then they would yeah. not follow the masking right. and all that stuff. They'd breathe on each other. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, masks do so much. Yeah. You know, masks. <laughs> This is how this is how this is how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I went to a wedding in in uh, November 2020, super spreader event in hindsight, and uh, so it's all in one. It's like this room in Stillwater, top top room up up uh, uh, upper deck or whatever, and um, so they wanted everyone a mask for the whole ceremony. Bride and groom didn't have to. They made an exception for that, and I think the <laughs> presiding minister. Everyone else had the mask. Ceremony's done. You get up, walk 25 feet to the bar. There ain't a mask really. <laughs> Science! It works. It's how it goes, right? We're all wearing masks. And then all of a sudden we were having our drinks and we don't need to wear masks anymore. Right. And you still see the people and you know how they vote, right? They're doing one of these things. They're the same people that wear masks alone oh. in the car. Yes. I can't believe that is yes. still a thing. I still run into that. I still see it. You know, Bridget, if you weren't going 90 miles an hour on the way here, you probably would have seen a masked person. <laughs> it's kind of hard, <laughs> just a flash at that speed. Uh, so they, uh, so then they start with the darts. They start with 10 p.m. and then fully close. What was that? Right around Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was yeah. right before. Yeah. Yep. And then Walls actually said you couldn't go to anyone else's home, <laughs> right? If and so like literally families couldn't see families right. even if it was outdoors. So, um, and I'm going to tell us, tell people how we got involved in this and found you guys. And then I really want to get into your guys' story individually here and then how you end up in jail, which is fascinating. (laughs) And this needs to be solved, by the way, because that's that's why we're talking about this. As caucus is approaching, we got to make sure that never happens again. But we, during the second shutdown, we're like, what are we going to do at Action for Liberty to force the hand of Governor Walls? And we had many different things. One was like a uh, rally at the governor's mansion. Okay. This is a minimal thing that mm-hmm. we could do. Um, another one was we backed Eric Mortensen's event. So Mort just got elected. He hadn't even taken off an oath of office. 
And he held a thank you party, backyard party, with all the people that helped him on the campaign. I remember. He invited Uh the press. He sent a letter to Governor Walls and Keith Ellison, inviting them to come to his backyard party. Ellison actually responded to him. So they did that, and uh, in defiance of Governor Walls' order, right? And then we're like, we need to go find the victims of this. That's literally our thinking, because that's what the left does so well, is they find the victims, Mm. and then they tell that victim story Mm -hmm. over and over again. Oh, Paul Ryan's going to push your grandma off a cliff, or, you know, if the Tea Party, uh, Jeff Johnson gets in charge, everyone's health care will go away. You know, they use the victim mentality. So we're like, we got to go find some victims. And we never found the victims. The first person we found was Larvita. I was like, oh, she's not a victim. Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to mess with her. (laughs) <laughs> and somewhere along the way, we end up finding you gals. And I, it's interesting. It was a lot of ladies, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of ladies leading this effort, right? Mm. Which is why I think yes. uh, Brad had the, what did he call them? The oh, badass say? chicks uh, um, defense? Tough chick criminal defense. Tough chick t- criminal defense. I love it. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to find the people that were going to defy the governor's orders. And we were going to tell that story as much as we possibly could. So let's start with you, Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you were starting to open up your mind on what was going on, that this might be a bigger thing than something more localized to Minnesota. Yeah, uh, it, how did you come to the conclusion you were going to defy the governor? I don't. Well, to defy the governor was easy because we were so close to North Dakota, which was wide open. And so it didn't make sense to me that we're literally separated by a bridge. But people were, we were a ghost town in East Grand Forks. And it's not that big of a city, but we were, I'm kind of on restaurant row where Mm -hmm. there's five or six restaurants along this same street. So there was no traffic. You could see all of the citizens going over to Grand Forks. And right across the river, there's, I don't know how many restaurants and bars, probably 13 I counted Mm -hmm. in the downtown area. So I just thought, if this is so serious, shut down the border. Yeah. You know, it's you're still letting your community go over there and then come back over here, but I'm the grandma killer, (laughs) you know. And so when we were able to open in the summer at 50% capacity and – I finally told my employees, I said, don't wear the gloves because it makes no sense because you're touching everything. And if you're not changing every time you touch something, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Don't plus, wear- plus COVID doesn't <laughs> spread by contact, which, you know, it, isn't that interesting? Because yeah. my wife included, like with Clorox bleach, all the groceries, that's what everyone was doing. And they knew, they knew right away it was aerosol spread. Right. Mm-hmm. But they had us all thinking that that's how it spread, like, like right. touch. And and we were outside. I mean, we were right. out on our deck area, outdoors, and supposed to wear masks. And I left it up to my crew. You can wear them if you want. If you don't, you know, it's fine with me. Um, but when we, when it came down to it, when he shut us down again, and we had no notice. Do you remember? I think two days' mm-hmm. notice, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And maybe you just got a shipment of food. And now they're telling you you have to shut down again. Well, what do you do with all that? So we, you know, of course, we donated it to the mission and women's shelter. But it's like, okay, they're tr- they're trying to destroy us, and I don't, I can't allow this to happen. 
first of all, you're in the holiday season, mm-hmm. and I have employees that they're family, and I'm going to take care of my family. And you know what? The reason I think women were so um, adamant about being the ones open is because we're the nurturers. Mm. You know, we take care <laughs> of our kids. Mm. And that was my thought. And I thought, I can't sit by and continue to see this happen where I know that they're not going to have money for the holidays. Um, and it, right across the river, they're wide open. It truly did uh, not All the money going over there. All the money going land. over there. And I, truly, it was just common sense to me. Jane, I was at Cornerstone Cafe. We did that uh, after we left East Grand Forks on the way back to the city the next mm-hmm. day on our tour and um a waitress said i didn't know if i was gonna be able to buy presents for my kids for christmas and she goes the first day we opened up i already was able to do that right which i understand because i think i probably tipped a hundred dollars every place you know and and i'm so glad that i get to thank the supporters of boardwalk now mm-hmm. the ones that I wasn't able to thank because I didn't have an address or a phone number but the support that came from the community and throughout the nation has been phenomenal I think about these people often because I think without Action for Liberty and the support that we have throughout the nation um, that's what like uh, Lisa said it's what ke- keeps you going knowing that there are people you're, you're going to get the hate and the trollers Mm -hmm. and um but the support that we had was overwhelming of the four days we were open we were packed every night Mm -hmm. and it was fun people were having fun they could breathe you know just be people well and i remember um i gotta think how much i want to say here So I also live by a border of a state, and so in our flow was much greater because you know being East Metro Twin right. Cities, it pulled the whole Twin Cities right over to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. to the point where you couldn't get a table for three hours at any Wisconsin joint. Wow! So I remember going to a speakeasy in Minnesota. I'm not gonna say where. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I wish that person would have uh, joined the effort you guys had. These happened all throughout Minnesota. They were quiet. And um, and I went with my little sister. I have a sister who was born when mm-hmm. I was, like, in high school. And she had just graduated college. What an experience. Just graduated college during COVID, right? Right. And uh, it was, like, a great moment because it, you felt normal again. And so doing that tour, that's exactly what we saw was people feeling normal again. Yes, yeah. And I don't and that's the thing that doesn't get told much here the the devastation that these lockdowns had on people the mental illness the substance abuse yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's like liquor stores are wide open yeah it's not good to go grab a bottle a jack and drink by yourself every night now it's probably not also that healthy to drink everything in moderation is fine okay but uh, but to do it socially you know, with other people, much better. I don't know right. anyone that would say it's better to drink alone at home every night, right? Right. But that's what they encourage. By the way, no church. They, churches could not right. be opened up during COVID right. lockdowns. 
but the liquor stores were. Right. Mm-hmm. It just shows the government's priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. It just was so bizarre that we we kept shutting down. And I felt like we shut down more than twice because it went on for so long, right. the times right. that we had. But... <laughs> And then when you got to open, it was a two-day notice. So then you're scrambling, trying to get everything put together. But yeah, it was. Um, we, you know, we lost 26 weddings. We have a banquet facility, mm-hmm. and how do you recoup that money? Right. And then several. Well, most of them, we probably had two that rebooked. They had already gotten married, but they still wanted to have their reception. So that was a. a big money factor for us that we lost 26 weddings mm-hmm. in in that short period of time and no we just it made no sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well made sense if you knew what they were up to right yeah right. yes control right lisa how did you come across this i mean we <laughs> i think we knew about yours during the reopening but you got really noisy pretty quickly <laughs> i think you were starting to do rallies yeah. down south so tell us more about yeah. your story you know as we're talking about this and as we've been thinking and preparing or getting ready to come i up knew you were going to do that you're like what should i prepare for jake i'm like i uh, just tell us the story yeah and i was like uh lisa's gonna still there, do stuff i know well <laughs> she's, Ver- she's got look at those notes over now Vern and i were talking on the way up and actually that's it's just like there was so much that happened mm-hmm. it's so convoluted i mean everything and for us it was about three years i suppose you know when or two and a half years whatever that we were in in the thick of it mm-hmm. and so it was so when when the governor uh first shut us down we knew that that's not okay. Wait, he can't do that. <laughs> but because of the unknown, we went ahead and shut down, and that was in March. And then we started looking into things in, in short order. We said, you know, this isn't right. There's something not right about this. This doesn't feel right. Where's, where's the evidence? Where's the, where the, you know, we just, we started questioning. Mm-hmm. And um, this, well, yeah, we went through full shutdown, then open back up 25%, then 50, then 75, and then it went to 100 again in November. So um, it wreaked havoc on any business that was going through that. My husband owns um, a sewing machine, owned a sewing machine and vacuum store, sales and service, and that was our mainstay. Um, and I had raised and grown that business, business with him. Um, so our, our restaurant was kind of our hobby business, and we had really just everything that we made on that business we just stuck back into it um and when this happened we realized to survive we were having to put our our savings back Mm. into the business just to keep our doors open and we did things we got very creative i think like every business owner had to do Mm -hmm. we had to get so creative i mean you know about that yep and you you do what you got to do so we did everything we could possibly do to try to keep our doors open Unfortunately, we had to lay some of our employees off. That's always, that's never good. Um, I had to go back to work there full time, plus, um, and, you know, trying to still work at the other businesses. It was crazy. And um, it, there were some, you know, a couple of good things that came out of it. You mentioned the tips for the, for the servers mm-hmm. or for, for our staff, too, were enormous. Um, 
And so I was really glad to see them being taken mm-hmm. care of. So we started doing, yeah, we had a um, peaceful protest where we walked down the uh, main street of Albert Lee. A bunch of supporters showed up. That was early on. I, you know, I don't even know what month that was, but it was cold. Was that after the shutdown, are you saying? That was or? after the shutdown, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yours I believe really it was. drew into a local movement. Mm-hmm. Jane, you were, you said you didn't get this call, but you were talking before yeah. the show, Lisa, about that infamous call. And I knew what you're talking about, because... Um, for people that don't know, there was a coalition of businesses. It was It was somewhere approaching 200, I think, that were going to open up in defiance of the governor December 9th. Is that sound right? December 9th? No, I, I opened December 9th. Everybody else was a week yeah. after week that. week after. Okay, yeah. December 16th-ish. Yep. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah and That's I remember right. that was like the big reopening day. Right. And uh, it ended up being about a dozen total you guys being a few of them. And um, there's a call that I think scared a lot of people. Tell us about that. Well, the coalition that we joined, basically they they educated us. I, you know, They told us, okay, here's what we're doing if you guys want to be a part of it, and here's what to expect potentially. And so we got that call from the AG's office. And um, it- Keith Ellison. Yeah. For people that are not from Minnesota. <laughs> Attorney General Keith Ellison. Yeah. So we got that call, and, um, you know, it was it was suggested, you know, how we handle that. And I, I handled it how it was suggested because I thought, yeah, that makes sense. And um, everybody, almost everybody, although, Jane, I think you did not get that call. I think you said you did I didn't. did not. Yeah. Well, we had already been open for four days and then shut down right. because – of the stack of paper I got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that stack of paper. Yeah. Wow. I mean, right. stack of yeah. paper. So they were basically threatening you guys with legal action. They, they, you know, there wasn't much said because I didn't, I was busy and yeah. uh, couldn't, I mean, we're a restaurant and I'm sorry, I can't take your call. Click. Yeah. Sorry, government. I'm trying yeah. to actually operate a business. Yeah, I'm trying here. to stay alive here, and you know. Sorry, business owner. You're killing grandmas. Yeah. yeah. By the way, no <laughs> yeah. COVID spread ever ever yeah. diagnosed or traced yeah. to any of these businesses. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. The fun. I guess the funny thing is, is you can't. You can now be criminally charged. At one time, you there was supposed to be, you know, a, an injured uh, victim. There was supposed to be a, a case of injury. Apparently, you don't have to have that case of injury anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but, right. but yeah, going back to that call, uh, we got the call. Uh, we basically ignored the call. I mean, what are you going to do? But I think it scared a lot of people. It's it definitely scared people. People shut down. Yeah. I, I we were saying, you know, that if so, let's say it was two hundred. It was less than two hundred that we're going to, you know, reopen mm-hmm. with this coalition. But let's say it was two hundred, um, and if. If those 200 businesses had opened and stayed opened, like, you know, some of us were able mm-hmm. to do, or we did, and um, if that had happened, do you think the state could have handled all 200, you know, businesses? There's no I, way. There's no way. Yeah. And honestly, like I've always said, my husband and I have always said 200, really, in the whole state of Minnesota, only 200? Mm-hmm. It should have been 2,000 easily, right. yeah. you know, easily. Should have been everybody. Should have been everybody. And Well, you know, Lisa Monet, who I was trying to get to join you guys, because, mm-hmm. boy, she really got the rough end of this. They really she tried did. making a case of her. Uh, she was co-located. Did you guys ever see the alibi ever go up there? 
Yeah. She had a yeah, hop we in there. place. She yeah. hit the nail on the head in mm-hmm. Lakeville. Yes. Okay. And, you know, you can imagine owning a, a bar or restaurant in the cities. Right. Lots of competition. Right. And she was co-located with, like, I think it was like a microbrewery or, or brew I pub or whatever. Yeah. yeah. These pretentious assholes, they were yeah. full-on left-wingers who just mm-hmm. bought into everything the government was saying, was sneering at the people going to that business. I'm just like, what, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But, well, I digress there. I know why they think that way because they don't open their minds to other mm-hmm. channels of communication. Right. So if you turn on the regular news, you're hearing the COVID counts all day long. Yeah. I got a, a couple more questions, but I don't want to get behind. Do we? Do you have any um, questions here? We don't have any questions, okay. really. I think actually Brad asked if she got arrested in Iowa, but I think that's probably getting ahead of we'll ourselves. Get, yeah, we'll get into but, that. I'll try to go a little bit more. Yeah. Napkin 8 said, I love how Tyrant Walls names his, not, his yacht Liberty, which I didn't know he had a yacht named Liberty. <laughs> not, not, a, not a true story. <laughs> I was like, is that true? It's actually yeah. fake news. <laughs> oh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, yeah, that was, a, uh, <laughs> that was a good satire piece, though. It's going to be funny. Oh, Love Minnesota just did a rumble rant. $20. God bless these patriots. Yes, God bless them. Look at us. Look at it. I have to buy you gals a drink. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I even can afford one for your daughter. And uh, what's your daughter's name again? Christian. Christian. Okay. And Vern. Vern. And Vern. So um, there's with Vern. all these rumble rants here. Tucker had an interesting comment. It was a little bit off topic, but he said that he saw on the news last night they were talking about too much vitamin C can cause heart attacks. And he said it sounds like propaganda to get people sick to be able to lock down again. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> too much vitamin C is like not possible. Yeah, it's that is really not. Is yeah, it? Doesn't it? Doesn't your system flush every thirty minutes, and you have yeah. to keep replenishing? Yeah, <laughs> vitamin C. Well, he's referring. It's wreaking havoc on the sewage uh, systems. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they'll make crazy things up, they right? Do. They do. Yeah. They, do they, they do. do. That? Well, masks, like masks. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Fauci says masks don't work, and then he, all of a sudden they work. It's like, oh, and then all of a sudden you should wear two to double your protection. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, Jane, they come after you. Um, explain how this goes about for people that need a history lesson in the tyranny, or people who might not have known this part of it. Um, what what first happens? We played the video of the. Well, you know what? Let's do that real quick, Dawson. I got it on the show notes. This is from. Uh, we posted this on Twitter last week. This is a police officer coming in into your fully open restaurant to find some Governor Walls, giving you a. Um, giving you the paperwork of the governor's illegal, I would say illegal mm-hmm. shutdown orders. And I say legal because our system of government does not allow one person to control private businesses. That's just not our system of government. It's That's actually right. in our constitution. If you guys got your headsets, uh, you can listen to the audio here real and quick. And keep in mind, we can't really hear the audio of this one anyways, but That's true. you can try. First of all, Jane, I mean, you just want to go to your restaurant there. You're so nice. 
hi, where are you from? Like, that's what we love, right? So, and, and obviously, every, all the patrons that came in there were so happy to be there. What a beautiful environment. Only leave it up to government to screw with that. Yeah, but they're yeah. handing you Governor Walz's orders again, right? Correct. And then they kind of say you're going to hear from the Department of Health. So what happened next? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, first, the Department of Health came in immediately after we opened. <coughs> I'm sorry. Do you need another coffee? <coughs> Your fifth one for the day? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I got a tickle in my. I throat. put her in a really bad position here. Now I could make it awkward for you and just just wait for you to cough it out. But you know, I'm a professional now here at hosting a show, Jane. So I'm just gonna fill the time with talk. You know, can I throw a comment in? Oh yeah, go ahead. It's lovely. It says my local bar has a photo of walls that says "Do not serve this man." It's just amazing. <laughs> And like I said, we should have done the dartboard walls. That would have raised a ton oh, yeah. of money. In fact, we could have had the taverns do it too <clears throat> and raise more money. Maybe all proceeds go to helping the wait staff uh, fund the Christmas or something. Mm. That would have been fun. Yeah. Anyway, I'm good. All right, you good? But the health department <laughs> came in immediately after we opened. <clears throat> and... Uh, I asked him at that time, he was handing me a cease and desist order, and I said, are you asking me to tell these people to leave? And he said, I'm just asking you to shut your doors. <laughs> and I said, but are you asking me, or are you telling me to tell these people to leave? He would never answer the question. <laughs> and so he put the cease and desist order but i he was so nervous because i don't know if he thought the people were going to attack him but they were very kind <laughs> we would know. change government real quick if that's what they always <laughs> feared you know what i mean yep and so we i let him post it people continued to come in and then the police officer or the police chief came in and handed me the papers and so immediately because i i had to answer but we opened on a Wednesday, and I think I was supposed to respond by Friday to the order. I was supposed to close that night. But I said, well, it's going to take me a while to get through these papers. And then we just immediately, I got a hold of Action for Liberty, and they gave me the name of a constitutional lawyer um, who then recommended. We were open through Saturday, I believe. And then uh, he just re recommended that we close down completely, <laughs> not to open up again, because I really had every intention to. Yeah. Um, but on the advice of the lawyer and my business partner, um, he didn't want to go through anymore because he was the one putting out all the money to keep us going. Yeah. And I understand from the lawyer's perspective, the courts <coughs> see it that way, which is going to be why. Well, I think your fate was the way it was, but they see it in a certain way when yeah. you're looking like you're trying to comply, even though in my argument, this needed to be a constitutional issue. Right. There is a part of uh, the Minnesota Constitution <laughs> that says one a person or entity of one branch of government can't take the powers of another branch of government. Well, the governors do not have the ability to legislate by themselves. The whole Chapter 12 <laughs> law that allows anything to be construed as he can just create law or create fiat is ridiculous mm -hmm. and unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, sometimes they tell you you can't argue the Constitution court, right, Lisa? Sometimes they tell you that. <laughs> so you, you get in a battle with the Department of Health represented by Keith Ellison mm-hmm. and have to fight it in court that way. So you basically shut down, and that's, that's where your battle ended up, right? Right, right. right. We, we were in court for a year. Mm. Jeez. Yeah, I remember you telling me when the whole thing ended and tens of thousands of dollars later. Well, it just course you have to realize you're fighting yourself yeah because your tax money is going to these people right that want to mm-hmm. condemn you and <clears throat> could my lawyer have fought harder you know he gave all the arguments and I thought he did okay I just felt like the passion wasn't there for him he didn't and of course they're not it's not their business right and he's still getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was telling Lisa earlier, the only regret I have truly is not staying open longer. Mm-hmm. I give her credit for going to jail. She's my <laughs> she's my hero for doing what she did. Wouldn't that be great if they threw you all in jail? Oh, well, that, that would be awesome. Been, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they never would have done that. <laughs> all right, so you had a little bit different thing. You end up in jail. Um, I think I know why that ended up happening, but, uh, so from, from the moment you opened up, you get the phone call, um, at some point they start pursuing you. So talk about that. Yeah, they started pursuing me. I don't know. Was it the next day? Yeah. They had a cease and desist on the door. I think it was the next day or maybe two days after. And, um, then they started throwing every legal you know, thing that they could. And who's they at this point? The state. Okay. Uh, the attorney general's office. Yeah. Because it changes over time. Keith. Yeah, but it eventually becomes local. It does. Well, yeah. it, yes, it does. Because if I understand correctly, um, with a criminal uh, case, so the state cannot charge an individual criminally without going through a city or county attorney. Mm. So we don't know. I mean, there's so many things about this whole, you know, these cases that we don't even know. It would be really, it would have been really nice, you know, to do be the fly on the wall or to do a foyer or whatever and get some uh, further answers. Uh, well, we, we could do that. We, spec- we could. We should do that. We speculate <laughs> a lot. Um, well, let's talk. Let's talk after the show about what we okay. should do. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm game. So I think it was five uh, civil cases against me, my my business which was an LLC, and two criminal cases against me. And what were they saying? And this cr- criminal stuff was right off the bat? Yeah. And what were the two charges? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's this is, I'm, We've been, been going back and trying to remember all of the, the details, but it was, um, and Vern's sitting right over there, and he has been my right-hand man in all of the, He has been by my side, Jake. I think you know that. Yeah, I know. Through I, all of this. I always knew when I chat with you on the phone, Vern was listening. I mean, so. I mean, actually, I think Vern is, is, is probably gets more credit for being the instigator. No, no. You're more camera friendly. We're going to keep you on. <laughs> so, so the charges were, um, help me out, Vern. What I, were they? I rely on him so much to help me remember yeah, these things. But <laughs> Yeah, it was nine but the counts. criminal? Six and three. Criminal were nine counts? Criminal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, you're catching up to Trump well, here. Several of them were basically for disobeying the governor's uh, uh, orders. Yeah. 
the executive order, right? But did those con? So the the and I guess the microphone's probably not picking them up. So it's uh, the um, disobeying the governor's orders. What you're saying. Um, was that initially disorderly conduct? Disorderly conduct. Don't forget about the disorderly disorderly conduct. You're very disorderly, Lisa. According to the prosecuting attorney. Yep. Yeah. You know, Jane's conduct's orderly. You were very disorderly, (laughs) so she wasn't getting fined. (laughs) I mean, that's like the most BS, like anything. It's like, well, what are we going to charge these guys for? Uh, throw a disorderly conduct on it. Well, we could prove that in court. And I, and I understand that that is one that's very common that they throw that one in. Look at this. Look at this. I love it. I love it. A troll. And I bet yeah. she's one of our guys. Covidian lockdowner. Do that one. Fauci is the greatest scientist on earth. He will win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> now, I could speculate which one of our people is doing that one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, so you get prosecuted by the uh, Albert Lee city attorney, is that correct? Yes, Kelly okay. Don Martinez. There you go. She's no longer city attorney. What is she, did she get promoted? She got moved, what I understand, she got moved to Rochester as um, a public defender. She took oh, she's on a, a public defender now? Yes. Wow, what, what an interesting oh, world we live yeah. in. I did check that out, too, and I did confirm it. It was very difficult to confirm, but I did confirm that. But, yeah, public defender, uh, yeah. Olmstead County. Yeah. Do you think there's maybe something in her that regrets <laughs> what she did, and that's why she made no. that switch? No, not you at all. I wouldn't think someone go from a prosecutor to a public defender I don't know how had, to, like, a change yeah. of heart. I don't know how to explain it. I, you know, I don't know her personally at, at all. Well, luckily, we have her on the phone. Go ahead and catch her <laughs> in, uh, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. That'd be, that'd be awesome. We would do that in a heartbeat, awesome. by the way. How about if you do a show with her and I? Yeah. Maybe bring Keith in just to, you know, have Would You do? You would kicks. do it, right? I, I would do okay. it. Okay. We'll, we'll try to set it up. All right. Yeah. I don't think Keith Ellison will do it, but, uh, I mean, none of them ever do it. We, we've we sent multiple requests to lefty. We send requests to the Republican establishment. They won't come talk to us. It's of just a conversation. Not. Have a conversation. What's wrong with it? I'll do any of their shows, but they don't want that either. No. Nope. Because yep. all the misinformation. Got to guess out that misinformation, yeah. right? Dangerous stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you get criminally charged. Right. And you decide to defend yourself, like by yourself, not not actually. Was that is that called per se, or what's the legal uh, term? Sui juris. Sui juris. Okay. Um, is that the one we used, honey? Yes. All right. Sui so juris. No, no attorney. Yes. No do it attorney. yourself. The courts hate that. They do hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that going into it. Well, not really. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, you you're know. right. You're right. You can absolutely do it. I mean, seriously. So. You know, the joke is in the beginning, we, we, we'd we say, yeah, we, we did some research. And <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny now looking back. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't funny about it. But we we did our research and we know what the risks are. And so we're just we're going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. Um, and here's here's what we would say or here's what we tell people now. Um, well, you know, the attorneys weren't exactly winning for their clients. Right. Uh, their right. clients were paying fines. They were yep. shutting none down. Of, none of them were doing well. Et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I think I'm but the only. Maybe the courts were all biased too. That you know, I, mm-hmm. I could blame it on the attorneys, but the courts were terrible. Yes. What? 
Courts are terrible. Yeah, isn't that shocking? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So we figured we could lose all on our own without mm-hmm. paying out tens of thousands right. of dollars to an attorney. So that's kind of a joke. But so yeah, we went. Oh the no, cons- it wasn't a joke. I mean, think about all the time. Then you yeah. were a full time legal clerk. Oh my gosh. Or legal intern or whatever. Oh you want my to goodness, yourself. what an education yeah. that was. Right. So which was great. I'm so thankful for it. Really, I'm I'm grateful that you know. I guess I took the positive side, but um, I'm grateful that we've learned as much as we have. And I don't think we're done, but um, I have no idea what that means at this point. I don't either. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah, I don't what know. What do you know, Lisa? Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so we, we did that. We did the constitutional route, which, you know, the courts, they don't really reside in that, in right. that realm anymore, Constitu- at least not in this state. Well, and you're defending yourself against Kelly Martinez. Obviously, you've got – is it Martinez, right? Is it right? Martinez, yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Um, you also have civil cases, but I want to focus on the criminal one. Um, you end up losing in court by jury. Yes. A jury of your peers. Well. Right. Uh, and you get sentenced to jail. What I was, did. Was it 90 days? 90 days. And you had to serve 60 days of it. I got out a third early, or uh, yeah, 30 days good early. good behavior? For- I was beha- I behaved. You weren't in disorderly jail. in jail. I was not dangerous <laughs> and disorderly in jail, like I had been apparently on the outside. You know, people say it's fake news that you went to jail because <laughs> you didn't uh, yeah. follow the governor's orders. And on a technicality, what was the charge that ended up putting you behind bars? It, it was, like, it was not following the governor's. Oh, I thought it was like some other technicality. No matter what, it was because the governor. <clears throat> issued illegal orders and it ended up putting you in jail Mm, correct and what was different in your case is all the other cases were civil this one was the one criminal which i just have to assume this kelly martinez she's got to be some crazy left-winger democrat i don't even know why i'm saying left-winger i don't even what does this even mean anymore the left wing used to be against authority authority it's just a bizarre thing it's funny how the modern democrat party is all authoritarians now to a T. And yeah. parts of the right, too. Obviously, you know this. Obviously, yeah. It's very clear. Um, yeah, no, she had a vengeance. I, I knew nothing of her. All of a sudden, here she is on the scene. Um, she had a vengeance for me. She was not a well-liked um, attorney. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Talked to several other people. She was not well-liked in our in our city. And um, so I got, to, I got to experience her firsthand. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely uh, different than what I thought uh, an attorney would be. <laughs> Just do they do they go to school? Any, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know they do. I know they do. But I was told by, and I don't want to be demeaning of anybody here, but I mean uh, the facts are the it. facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. This is Jake's show. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was coached oh, by the judge. Oh, my gosh. What is that? Isn't there something about the judges are, are not uh, allowed to practice law from the bench? Or? Well, yeah, but if uh, mm. you hired an attorney, they might have uh, objected to that. Yeah, <laughs> they might not have. But, no, they were helping that's her all along. That's what you need to do. Along. You need to uh, object to actually, everything that's going on. Actually, we had to help her, too, because she made so many mistakes throughout. So we had to correct her mistakes. in the in the. It's all on, it's all on the, court, uh, the court documents. It's It's on the record. But yeah, anyway, so we don't need to stay there. Um, she prosecuted and uh, the jury of six found me guilty because, incredible, we did not see this coming. Not completely. So we're doing the pretrial stuff in court and she brings a motion up um, and uh, she does not want to allow me to um, speak of my defense 
in the in in front of the jury right mm -hmm. and um so that meant i could not speak of constitutional law statutory or case law in front of the jury members that was my defense that mm -hmm. was a hundred percent my defense right i mean and it, it went pretty deep but i did get into a lot <clears throat> of um constitutional statutory law and we mm -hmm. did use some case law we sure i mean we used everything yeah and were the instructions that the jury wasn't supposed to use that in their decision making so that's that's right they yeah. didn't want them to be influenced by me actually uh, uh giving them facts right law the rule of law well it's just so, so the, it's so interesting to me that the minnesota constitution would say what should be the supreme law of the land that one branch of government can't take over the powers of another branch of government mm. so you can't just write a new law that overturns the constitution in fact no. the constitution's only overturned or amended by a constitutional ballot issue right so the whole reason you're there is you're disobeying an illegal order right but you can't use that in your defense right that's exactly. how rigged the legal mm -hmm. justice system is the whole thing was rigged and they knew that from the beginning right they knew exactly what was going to happen from the beginning the judge knew where it was going to go where he was going to take it so what the judge told uh, the jury, anytime I started to bring up, well, let me back up just a minute. He threatened in the pretrial, um, he threatened to, uh, he threatened to hold me in contempt of court if I mentioned law to the jury. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, you know, are we going to, are we going to do that? Are we going to use that strategy? Because I could have, I could have just, you know, ignored him and, and uh, spoken to the uh, um, jury, um, I, I could have brought up the law. Mm -hmm. so anytime I did try to bring up the law, which I did throughout the trial, um, the judge um, shut me down really quick and reminded me that I was not to be behaving that way. But also, the more important thing to, uh, to, to know and understand here is he would um, tell the jury, retract what Ms. Hansen just said. I will tell you the law at the end of the trial. He said that over Jeez. and over again. Because obviously the six jury members, basically what he was saying, not this is not what I said, and this is not my opinion, but basically he was saying, well, you're, too, you're, you're idiots, you're too stupid to know uh, what the laws are, to be able to understand the simple language of the Constitution. Right. Do you know what jury nullification is? Yes. I wish I was on that jury, because I'm a I wish you were on that jury. Yeah. I don't think they would have allowed that somehow. Because the though. jury nullification is, no matter what the instructions are, you still have a vote. Mm -hmm. And so if you think a law is unjust, in this case, it's not even a law, but if a law is unjust, you just don't abide by it. Right. And you vote, you know, yeah, not guilty. Yeah. 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 We were, you know, that was one. We were also hoping that there'd be one jury member, you know, that would hang the jury. And obviously that didn't happen. Right. And even if it had, I really highly question whether the judge would have allowed it. I really think he would have overridden uh, he he intended to send me to jail that very day. Yeah. So that's what happened. So, um, yeah, we went through the whole process. I think it was a six-day, five- or six-day trial. He sent – I don't remember that. He sentenced you that day? Yes, immediately. So he's – so they're reading this. Well, my memory is bad. I thought there was like – No, your memory, your memory is good. There's, it's so convoluted. There's so many pieces to all of this. And so – Well, I remember I, – that was like a – I remember it was – taking a kid to wrestling or something like that when I found out. Yeah. 
he so I'm standing there, sitting there, whatever, and he's you know we're they're reading the uh, the the verdicts on all six counts, nine counts, and um, then he's getting ready to sentence me, and um, um, he asked the prosecuting attorney, "You want to do this today? You want to do this right now?" Jeez. And unfortunately, I didn't have the wherewithal at that point. <laughs> I cannot tell you what this was like going through this for somebody who'd never been. I've never been in trouble with the law. Are you saying emotionally or what are you every saying? Way, in every way. Yeah. Well, tell Mentally, us about it. emotionally. Oh my gosh. Try. I think this is what people want to hear. Because you know in your heart you didn't do anything wrong. Right. And you have a jury of your supposed peers. I never did anything wrong. I've, you know, I've always <laughs> been the good girl and. Uh, you know, I was never a rule breaker. Well, you drew, you do write a Harley, so no, you have true. a little bit of an edge, Lisa. That's true. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'd always, you know, kind of buy the book. And I mean, I guess it depends on whose book you're reading, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Constitution in my book or in my world, the Constitution usurps, you know, these unlawful mandates. It's a living, breathing document. Mm-hmm. It's, age, it's yeah. aged. You know, it's yeah. no good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, it what was, was it like? It was incredible. The I, I judge don't wants to send I it to you immediately. People tell me I need to write a book, and I probably just need to at least, you know, do a little more journaling than I have. But, yeah, it was it was incredible. Honestly, it stopped our world. It, mm-hmm. it, my husband was there with me 100% of the time through Is all Is Vern able this. to be at the desk with you? Um, no. Or you, so you're oh, there no. alone because you obviously don't have any counsel. I am, I'm all alone. That stinks. Uh, it was incredible. I, you know, I. Vern sitting still right behind you, though, Lisa. My gosh. Mm-hmm. I, you know. I don't think we could go to that courthouse, if I remember right. We would have probably been there, wasn't it? Locked down for COVID or. Uh, no. You you could have been there, we but you, could, been there? you couldn't have been recording or anything. You could have been taking notes. I know but, we could yeah. record. They, they have yeah. a they banned We that, asked. So. There were, there were uh, journalists that asked if they could come in with cameras and audio recorders and oh, maybe that's why we didn't do it then. and and we um they actually asked uh the prosecuting attorney um, and myself you know do we want that to happen and of course i said yes of course she said no of mm. course the judge you know you would think if it's your case you're the defendant you should have the ultimate say that is ridi- there's another ridiculous thing mm. there's okay so, many. so they read yeah. the verdict Yep. And it's and one si- count? Is that right? No, that it's was what uh, six, six counts on six that counts? one. Right? Is that right, Vern? Six counts on that one. Six, six counts of not uh, following the governor's orders? Is that right? Guilty on all six counts? Yeah, guilty on all six. Guilty, With the maximum. Guilty. And they're going guilty. by the Chapter 12. Uh, oh, I got to tell 90 you. 90 days, right? Yeah, so I got to tell you. It's really sad. One of the jurors, and I was really had high hopes for him. He, he served in the military. He was a, uh, you know... Served served in the military. Doesn't, mean, doesn't always I know. mean something. I mind it obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean. He, but you would just think, okay, at least maybe there's someone that can you know that understands well, you know, the Constitution Governor because he Wall took an oath in the military. Yeah, I, know. I know. Thirty some years until he disgracefully yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had we had his uh, replacement on the first brigade deployment, Sergeant Major Really Barons on the show. Very, very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Ooh, um, I got to watch that. I didn't see that show. You don't know about that story? No. Yeah. He, uh, so Governor Walls in 2006 was part of uh, the Red Bulls um, that were getting deployed, 1st Brigade. Ended up being the longest deployment in modern-day history. 22-month deployment. I know a lot of the people on that. I had just been commissioned as a, uh officer, so a lieutenant. Um, I would have been on that deployment had I not had to go to 
IOBC Infantry Officer Basic Course at Fort Benning, Georgia. I'm sorry if I triggered any of you. It's uh, Fort Moore now because we can't have a Confederate general's name on any basis, oh, so it's no yeah, longer Fort no. Benning. <laughs> Never going to get used to that one. <laughs> um, although it sucks because General Moore was a great leader, so good good person naming after. But um, he uh, he was a battalion sergeant major, so if you think about the enlisted ranks, there's a brigade sergeant major, and under him are the battalion sergeant majors. So Tim Walls was the second tier highest, and he conditionally got promoted to that. He ends up deciding, you know what? I think I can run for Congress and win in Minnesota. So he abandons his troops, resigns his uh, resigns as in a non-commissioned officer, because at that point he's plus 20 years, so you can resign any time to run for Congress creates a backlog or a problem because they're about to deploy and they got to fill up a very key position. Mm-hmm. Hence why uh, Tom Barron's uh, Sergeant Major retired was very vocally against uh, Tim Walls because he ended, mm-hmm. ended up having to fill that position. And what a lack of leadership from that guy. Wow. That's Tim Walls. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, Dodge the deployment. You and I talked a little bit about, I think my our son, our oldest son, he was in... Uh, he was in National Guard as well, and um, I think he served just shortly after you. You guys, did that's we, how, that's did, how were old we, on a we deployment are. Together? No, I think you. I think no, you weren't on. What, a, what time? Oh, oh, he got in after. He got in after you. Yeah, I think I was out in 2013. I think, I think he was like a couple years post. Yeah, yeah. We did have that conversation once. Yeah, Red Bulls because that's yeah. that's the uh, the Red Bulls. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much so, all in Minnesota. Yeah. In fact, their division headquarters just got deployed again, Kuwait now. So I know some people on that. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of making me old. I know the <laughs> commanding general. As it goes with them. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, um, what did they read the verdict? Oh yeah. They say guilty six charges, which, by the way, it's ninety days max. Could they have given consecutive? They could, could they have done that? They could have. Jeez. I know. And 90 days is from the, it's a $1,000 fine, 90 days. Even Governor Walls had an order out there that disobeyed that, too. It was like, I think he put, you could be fined up to 5000 and yeah. 120 days. And the people are like, where did he even get that from? Like, he just made that up. But anyhow, the ninety days. Um, if we had, if we had five hours, there's you're just you're pinging so many memories. Lisa, in my we mind. do not have. <laughs> there is nothing stop. I don't know what your guys' schedule is here. There's nothing getting in the way. There is something and going on tonight. There is something going on tonight. <laughs> you know, Josh, I just as I thought about it, this yep. would have been a great day for us to launch our locals, right? So we we we're on locals now. People oh. still can, can't they? Yeah. The, the link um, is live. I put it on the email. Do you have – why don't you put the link in here? Yeah, give me a second. But we're not set up technically. We can go on Locals and our subscribers, which I think we're at one because <laughs> we had one person that couldn't even wait for us to launch it, and they're like, I want to be on there. It's your first <laughs> yeah, subscriber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our subscribers get, like, special content. This is the worst businessman right here. I don't even know how the whole thing works yet. I wasn't ready to say it. We could have used this. What, you put the link up there or what? Well, no, there's actually a really easy way to do this. If you're on Rumble, there's a big orange join button right under the video. You click on that, click support, and then it leads you right to the page. It's super easy. I there will put go. a link too, but just so you know. There you go. You could become our subscribers. We could have done an after show 
just for the subscribers on there. Maybe we'll do one. Maybe we'll get a little deeper into it. We'll need a little bit of time to set that up. Okay, whatever we don't do, because I think I'm doing the panel for you guys tonight, doing the interviews. So whatever we don't cover here, we'll capture again that, uh, tonight. There you go. Come tonight. The Mermaid in Moundsview. That's right off of uh, Moundsview Boulevard. And uh, it starts at 630. Okay, free event, by the way. Totally free. Just, just come on out there. Um, you got to head back to East Grand Forks tonight, don't you? Afterwards, yep. Afterwards. I'm just curious. How how did you get six criminal for disorderly conduct? One per day that I was open. Interesting. What's <laughs> okay? There's no case law on that. Okay, right? <laughs> like that's never happened. Who would ever thought that's the interpretation? You get I you 90 know, days per day you're open. That they just completely pulled that out of their ass. Clearly. It was incredible. The whole thing was, and again, it was our first experience with anything like this. And and um, they they were they were giving every they were coming at me with everything they possibly could. Right. I mean, what we talked about before was, uh, you know, we marketed this thing. I mean, we didn't just stand up; we stood out. And um, remember, we had a peaceful protest, and we called it "Nail It to the Walls." Mostly peaceful, Lisa. W-A-L-C. Was mostly, mostly peaceful? Mo- was there a there fight were, that broke you, out? Yeah, you or? burnt the buildings down in downtown. Oh, I'm sorry. That well, was Well, because Minneapolis. she is disorderly. That was BLM in Minneapolis. I got <laughs> yeah, him confused. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, um, it was a peaceful protest. <laughs> when people just came to eat. Right. <laughs> um, and they also sent in a, a spy during that, that peaceful protest as well. They, I mean, I tell you what, they didn't stop... You know, when they went to arrest me, how many dollars did our mm. our attorney general's office spend to come after me? Let's thinking, talk about that for a second. In, I mean, in, we're jumping all around in here Iowa. That's fine. To. I think I like where the conversation is going. In <laughs> Iowa. Jane, I guess yours was pretty lame after mine, all of a sudden mine done, was right? Pretty lame. Yes. I'm sorry, Jane. We <laughs> no, I I'm actually very interested. No, we in were all more. very. Everyone was talking about you for a while there, Lisa, because. Oh. That's yeah. why I say she's my hero. He, you know, Larvita, Larvita was the one that was actually supposed to go to jail. Wasn't this the plan? <laughs> yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> or the, the, the work workhouse farm, or yeah. work farm. Yeah. And oh, then she didn't man. go. And that then so they spooky. came after me. I think the story that I got from Larvita was because her sheriff would not prosecute. Right. Mm. Criminal. Right. It has right. to be prosecuted. Well, you by were the, yeah, you were the only one, and that's so fascinating. So <laughs> you all, you and Vern are down uh, in Clear Lake, Iowa, for a getaway. You know, how dare you guys actually do a getaway? <gasps> I mean, your business was just taken from you, so, like, what, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So you're down in Clear yeah. Lake, Iowa. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what we did. We, we left. So they had, like, a week to come and arrest us, and they didn't arrest me. Right. I mean, and we're working on our case. I mean, we are working on the case hours and hours and hours every day, and we're pulling out all the shots. We had a good family friend that was helping us, and he's he's brilliant, and he did some brilliant work. And, <laughs> and you know, this is, again, all new to us, and so we're learning and just diving in deep to all of this. And um, you asked me to share a little bit of what I was like. So just a snippet of everything was we're sitting in our dining room, and we know that I could be arrested at any moment. And, you know, everything is so messed up mm-hmm. in our country at this point. And, and there's bad things happening to good people. There always has been, right? Um, but we didn't know if they come and arrest me. Are they going to send me to a, you know, a, 
a, a work camper. <laughs> and my husband and my children, my grandchildren will never see me again. And what, what's the timeline on this? Are we, we, we are like, are we summer of 2021? What, what? No, this is winter of uh, 2021. Is that right, Vern? <laughs> Burke should have been on the show. He could have told my story better than me. Yeah, your trial was in December. Trials in December, but this is uh, this spring, winter, winter, spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mark Mark Kroll says, "Hey Vern." Yeah, hey Vern. (laughs) I guess he is on the show. Vern has a fan here. (laughs) Come on, Vern. There's room for you. You're right. The world is all turned upside down. Yeah, Vern's got fans, and yeah, they're throwing people. Uh, oh my Brad gosh! I'll tell you what. I had a great team no. around me. My oh. husband was one of that team, and uh, um, I I just give all the credit to the Lord for all of this mm. because He was with me through and through. So, this was April. so you have to understand. Yeah, it was April. I was going to say. Rally was May first. So see, he figured was, out April. Yeah, so oh, this happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was arrested April. Yeah. See, this is half the reason I wanted to but, do it, just to reminisce. See, the arrest was a different thing. It was a different subject matter. It was not, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it, all No, that. I remember that because it was, uh, you apparently were in contempt of court, right? I did not show up for a trial yep. that I was not that summoned to. You were not to. supposed to do, yeah. I, but I wasn't summoned. And right, you so, weren't summoned. Uh, criminal Rule 3.0, uh, three, if you look up uh, Criminal Rule 3, in there there's a very specific way that you are to summons a, uh, in individual mm-hmm. into court. Super simple to read. Everybody go look it up. It's online. The courts didn't follow that. Right. And uh, they missed a big piece. In fact, we have documentation where the judge told the prosecuting attorney, very specific, um, to set up set this up as a Zoom. Um, um, what did I just say? The, and, pu- a and a summons. And, and uh, um, uh, present a summons. Um, and uh, she never, she did set up the Zoom hearing. But a Zoom hearing is not a, a right. summons at right. all because you have to have your criminal charge attached with that summons right. so you know why you're going to court, right? Yeah. None of that mm-hmm. happened. So we decided it was a really hard decision. It was one of these things. Should we go? Should we not go? Because we knew it was happening, but we didn't receive proper – we didn't see, receive the proper protocol. Or pro- proper protocol was not followed. Mm-hmm. We made the court aware of all of this. We did our due diligence. We were following rule of law through and through. And we talked about it and we decided, okay, we're following rule of law. They have completely missed procedure here, completely missed it. I talked with our um, chief of police. I talked with our sheriff at the time Mm -hmm. and told them what was going on. We were in communication with them. They had been in my coffee shop and sat and had coffee with us on more than one occasion. We, I had told them, you know, this is why I'm going to have a peaceful protest. I'm going to open up. I let them know. You know, we were in communication right. with them. The so, sheriff's elected official, too. He's mm-hmm. the one that can stand up for right. you. I didn't really care for that guy. And we'll get it. Maybe we'll get into that tonight. I don't know if we'll get on. I think that we need to do a series. Yeah, we kind of do need to do a series. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So anyway, so yeah, all this is going down. Um, the arrest was because I did not show up in court. Because but I, you're in Clear Lake. You guys are on a little. We mini left. Trip. We left to go see my right. parents because my parents are elder. At you know, they're in their eighty mid eighties now. At that time, they were eighty ish, uh, and we went down to see them because we hadn't seen them because of COVID for like two right. years in my, Iowa. Yeah, yeah, and so. No. 
Arkansas. I'm sorry. No, that's Arkansas. Oh, in Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, so my, my folks are in Arkansas. So we went down there Where to see Where are they in them. Arkansas? Northwest Arkansas. No, like what town? I don't know. Should I say? No. I mind. want to protect my parents. <laughs> my, my grandparents ended up going down to Hot Springs Village. Uh, that's where they retired. It's a beautiful place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I my have, parents like, have lived no there No history in Arkansas. Because oh. it's kind of got stigma, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind <laughs> but of. But that's where they retired. My yeah. grandpa was living it up. Nine golf courses inside the village. Very nice. Good for him. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Very we, much. We were just down there again recently. Um, so anyway, so I did this. We did this trip. We said, let's get away. We got lots of work to do here. Lots of legal work to do. Let's get away so we don't have to sit at our house waiting for them to pull in to arrest me. They had, they had their opportunity. And... There was no reason, according to law, that I could not leave the state. Right. It was a misdemeanor. So we said, um, we need to go see my folks. Yeah, and that's, a good, so we did. that's so actually a great point. This is a misdemeanor charge. Yeah. Like, basically what would happen traffic to ticket, Bridget basic. if she got a traffic ticket. Today. Traffic yeah. ticket, yeah. We're glad you didn't get a traffic <laughs> ticket. Yeah, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> luckily, we don't have traffic cams here. I did see that <laughs> chopper, the state patrol chopper overhead, you know. The radar gun. Mm, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So so we were on our way back, and um, we were coming back for that rally on May first. Was that a May first rally, where I was going to speak, and yep. uh, Dr. Jensen was there, and other people were supposed to be there that weren't there that yeah. bailed, but we won't mention those names. Um, anyway, we had well, a lot of <laughs> more and I were there. That's all you needed. You right? guys were there. Uh, we love you. We guys. brought it, didn't we? You we did. Brought it. We love you guys. <laughs> Um, I probably announced uh, how your legislators weren't there. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. I'd go to these rallies and I would say, "Where's your <laughs> legislator?" And I did that in Little Falls, and their legislator got up my face and tried picking a fight with me. And then he backed down and said, "I don't have time for you guys." Right in front of all his constituents, it was not good. Not good. <laughs> Ron Kresha. <Not> a... <laughs> <laughs> what? Sign, what? Who was went, that? <laughs> Ron Kresha went signed the Never Again pledge. Went signed the uh, Stop Vaccine Mandates pledge. Shows up to a rally, health freedom rally. We see him there like, Ron, you're in front of your constituents. There's like hundreds of people here. Will you sign the pledge? And he just goes out. You guys are fraud, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And so after, so I call him out in front of everyone. And then there's a video, uh, I think Alpha News had it, where uh, he comes up to me is acting all tough and tries to pick it up fight. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so anyhow, um, let, you went so, to the rally, but it, this happened in April. You're in Clear Lake, We're in Clear Iowa. Lake. We're hanging out. We on a misdemeanor charge, yep. which really shouldn't have been a charge at all. Right. And you get arrested, which means they co- coordinated state to state. So they so they did. Yeah. What They, they put out a, a... What is that called? When, APB? When, is that what they call it? Yeah. But you bring... Yeah. What is that called? Come on, Vern. Help us out. I think... you know, Honestly, I think we've tried to forget a lot of this. Misdemeanor charges like that, they do not go across state lines. They don't they go... Do. Well, of course they don't go across state lines. Just think about the resources involved in doing that. The to dollars. hunt down someone who what? What was your big sin? Um, you serve coffee to, to people. To a willing customer. <laughs> to yeah. willing. Yeah. By the way. That's so you dangerous. Know, it's never been lost on me here. Extradition. Why? Extradition. That's yeah. what it was called. Ellison signed extradition orders for. The surrounding Wisconsin, states. Iowa and South Do you have yeah. that order? I yeah. But I, I want I that. We need to frame did that. Did we copy. did we get a copy of that? I, I wonder we, if oh, it's we, we avail- would have to be able to get that. We have we have to get that and we have to frame that. That uh-huh. is too precious. And just a, a misuse of funds. This is not lost to me, okay? During this whole thing, 
who is the real people not following the orders? Right. Exactly. exactly. It was us. Right. It was us that frequent your business, the patrons. Oh, and, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. at yeah. that, maybe, just maybe, Eric Mortensen, Jake Duesenberg, who drove across the state to disobey <laughs> the orders, should be targets number one. Now, they don't come after us because they know we got a loud voice. And yeah. would, in fact, that's probably one of their miscalculations is you guys start getting a loud voice because there's a big community we had started. But it's like you guys did nothing but just opened up. If you opened up and no one came, no foul was committed. Right. right? That was, it's the coming yeah. there. That was the foul, according to them, by the way. I wouldn't yeah. say a foul. And that required the people who were like us that were disobeying it. Right. But they never came after us. Well, no, because yeah. they can't take the liquor license away from them. They That's can't right. take a restaurant license away from them, you know. You know what? Good point, James. Maybe they should have uh, said sent out something to all the liquor stores. Do not serve this guy. Yeah. <laughs> they could take away my liquor license. That's what they could have done. So I'm curious, Jane, did they ask for a list of your customers that came in on those days that you were open when nope. you weren't supposed to be? No. Nope. They did. Did they you did know? do that? No, Absolutely. I didn't know that. Really? Absolutely. Yep. And I wow. said, uh, pound no, sand. I don't, I don't Go pound so. sand on that no, one. I don't think so. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Remember, I totally forgot about that. To get that where you you were supposed to sign. You were, yes, right. you were supposed so to provide phone numbers. Well, I saw uh, Brad yeah, Danza wrote somewhere. Where, what did he write? Oh, I have to find it. He said, I know basically he said that he'd always sign his name as Tim Walls. <laughs> um. <laughs> By the way, you see how Brad's saying uh, Ron Krisha incident is why Jake started lifting weights again? First of all, Brad, I never stopped lifting weights. And I, Brad was here at headquarters on Thursday. And I said, when are we having that weightlifting competition? The guy backed down. There you go. Really? Yeah. He backed down, Dawson. Dang. I was I was gonna ask him if he wanted to lift against me next. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, Brad. No, no, no. A lot of fake news coming in your direction. Do you guys know Brad? Oh, you know Brad? Didn't Brad come no Brad did Oh no, Dave Hughes did that. I was Dave gonna say Hughes, Brad yeah. Brad went no wait, Brad came oh he did Larvita. Yeah, Brad so we had obviously we can't be all places all the time. Um, and this is just how great the community is because I've known Brad for many years. So I give each other shit. Um, we like to do live streams at these opened up businesses. Mm -hmm. So I remember Dave Hughes Dave did Hughes, one of yeah. yours. Yep. And Brad was our field reporter for uh, Larvita's place. Because I think he just happened to be on um, like some kind of vacation or work trip or something. And he was just in the area. I was like, dude, yeah, can you live stream it? <laughs> Which is great. Okay, so... They arrest you great. in Clear Lake, Clear Iowa. Lake, yeah. So, be, yeah, they said that I was a not a fugitive, but um, on the lamb. That's what it was on, on the, the lamb. lamb. <laughs> and uh, uh, I said, "How can you be on the lamb when you've not broken any laws?" Or <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, they arrested me. So we were out and about. We were in restaurants. We were shopping. We were on the the beach on the lake there. It's a beautiful community. Yes, I know you agree with that. I know. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's a wonderful community. Real estate is way too high, though. So is it getting really pricey? It's really bad. Is that all the I mean, Minnesotans that are fleeing now? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where they arrested me. That's where the arrest occurred, and then. Um, and they just basically quickly got fingerprints and um, did they get? They didn't even get a mugshot, did they? I think that yeah, they got a mugshot. What did you there. do for your mugshot? Do I not remember this picture? You didn't have Trump showing you what to do yet. Because <laughs> you know what did he do was, for a mugshot? Well, tr like Trump's mugshot was genius right i mean you can't tell oh, me that, for a second that scowl on his face yeah you can't and, tell yeah. me for a second trump yeah. and his team didn't go over what that was going to look like for hours upon hours 
Well, actually, in Trump's case, he's pretty smart off the cuff that yeah. he could have figured that out. Yeah. But it was, it couldn't have made a more perfect one <laughs> because you can't be all smiley. Like, that's what happens when Dan uh, Wolgamont, legislator from St. Cloud, chugs a bottle of vodka in the liquor store parking lot and gets behind the wheel and gets pulled over for a Dewey. He just smiles. That doesn't look good. Seems like you don't really take it serious. You can't just be mad because you're a candidate. That's not going to look good. So what does Trump do? He's got this, like, like he's positioned where he's ready to fight right. with mm-hmm. a serious face. <laughs> not mad, but not happy. It was, like, perfect to the point where... The left was starting to use the mugshot, thinking this was going to be the trend. And I think it was within 24 hours, Trump already had shirts made. Of, <laughs> of course. Of course. I'm not even the biggest Trump fan. That's why we got Maga Jesse on the show. But it's just yeah. too funny. Like the people that can't, the, the Trump derangement room, they can't get over how much they hate Trump. It's like, sit back and enjoy the show. Exactly. The alternative is Joe Biden. And you've got to be insane. <laughs> I was reading this newsletter this morning, and they had, this is the funniest crap ever. It was historians came and agreed upon um, the uh, presidents. They ranked them um, where they are oh, in history. Yeah. I'm going to pull this up because I sent to my to Dave Benner, my, uh, my buddy, who says this is your morning entertainment. An annual survey of over 150 historians receiving ranking U.S. presidents put Joe Biden at number 14 and Donald Trump dead last. While opinions on Biden vain significantly by respondents' party affiliation, historians across the political spectrum place Trump in the bottom five. So when you look at the list, uh, it's like, let me just pull this up real quick here. I was going to make this part of the show, but so Lincoln's number one. Uh, Frank, Frank, uh, FDR was number two, Washington three, Teddy Roosevelt four, and Thomas Jefferson five. Okay, Obama seven. He's above Eisenhower. Um, Clinton's number twelve. Biden is number fourteen. Biden is two places ahead of Ronald Reagan. Oh <laughs> He's ahead of John Quincy Adams. <laughs> Carter's number twenty-two on this wow. list. You go all the way to the bottom, and I'm reading like forty to forty-five. Nixon is 35. Calvin Coolidge, who I'd argue was a good president, 34. Uh, the last five, Harrison, Pierce, Johnson, Buchanan, and Trump. Yeah. Um, if you get past 150 crazy historians, most people place Joe Biden really, really low, low yeah. unless the presidents. It's insane to try to spin that. That guy's doing a good job. He is literally right. ruining this country. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine it could yeah. go this bad this quick. Why did I go on that tangent? I'm doing a show on uh, COVID, yeah. and I. You th- see how good a host am I? I don't even remember my spot. Brad says show prep question mark. None. See, None. see this guy. Oh. No show you know what he does? He's so smart. He, he does a twenty dollar rumble ran off the bat, neutralize how much I could really attack him. Because it's like, oh, well, geez, Jake's is attacking his supporters. You know. <laughs> that tr- Brad, to his credit. Uh, does come in and fill as, in as a, a guest host when I need them, when we're in a pitch. I mean, it's it's all related, right? Yeah, I mean, really we know is. that Biden is not pulling all the strings, and we know that he... Which is scary. I believe, anyway, that's my opinion, is there's he's being told what to do. He's just the face. And isn't that what we experienced through COVID? Uh, I mean, who's... Do you think Walls and Ellison no. actually pulled this off all... No. They, do, you they, know, do you know about Walls' uh, um, 
resolution in U.S. Congress uh, praising Klaus Schwab and the WF. Ooh, I don't think I've heard you know about, about that, that yet. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We broke that story a year ago. There's a resolution he was a co-author on in 2010 or 11, and it's praising the great works of the WEF and Klaus Schwab. Hmm. It's like, what? Interesting. Yeah. Paul Ryan, by the way, also an author on that one. Really? Um, you guys have seen the video of the Easter Bunny with Joe Biden. I, my audience yes. knows I say this all the time. Have you seen this, Lisa? <laughs> Easter Bunny? Yes, yes. 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 Where yes. the Easter Bunny redirects him. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone that thinks Biden is pulling the strings, no, just no. just watch that video. So I mean, it all it all interrelates, right? Mm. Yeah. the whole thing with it's it's an agenda. It is an agenda. So and, and it's let's go back to that court day. Yeah, um, and you <laughs> hear that you are guilty on all six charges yeah. of disobeying the governor's orders. Which, by the way, how do you argue that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> gladly disobeying that guy, right? That's true. So, um, and then the prosecutor wants to immediately sentence you. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What's yep. that so moment they go like? For, they go forward. Because you that. think you're maybe. Did you think you were going to win the case that day? No. Okay, so you thought you were going to lose. You thought. Then you were going to come back a week later? I had some sort of hope that, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, even though I can't present my defense, you know, I mean, honestly, But even if you lost, you didn't think you were immediately getting... No, because, you know, how often does that happen? Like, never. That's like, what happens Misdemeanor, let's remember, this is like a traffic ticket, misdemeanor. So, no, that doesn't happen. And, And again, I mean, you know, could I have been more prepared for some... Yeah, I guess. But I mean, get, this is the first time in our lives that we've ever done anything like this. And wouldn't it have been great if you'd came in with an overnight bag already? <laughs> that would have been great. Did you have a bag ready to go? I love that. Um, no, we knew that we knew that, you know, things could really uh, go quickly. And um, I don't know, you're just living in this in this place where y- you are fighting for the freedom that every American has a right to and you're doing everything you can um, and your world is turned upside down and you're exhausted you know and, and whatever I'll write a book about it someday maybe but so it's really I still have this picture in my mind of what happened I still can see this because so I'm sit, I'm sitting there at the table in the front of the you know courtroom and the judge is he oh we can't forget this part he berates me for about would you say it was about 20 minutes i think is what we figured 15 to 20 minutes he goes into berating me and it's really putting like a guilt trip on you for hurting grandma for sure yeah all of that all of that like meaning like he's very bought into the official COVID narrative oh yes yeah isn't that interesting (laughs) so i have this picture of him still in my head because he's he's bald i think he's mostly bald maybe he's completely bald and he gets forward. He leans forward, you know, from his plateau. Maybe that's why he disliked you, because Vern's got that long, flowing hair. He's <laughs> like, I hate these people. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> he leans forward, and he gets all red. The top of his head, his face, everything gets red, and he just tears into me, because I'm such an evil person mm-hmm. and dangerous. And, um, yeah, so then they go into this. Um, he's he's let's do it right now let's pro- let's uh, sentence and and the prosecuting attorney gives her suggestion for sentencing i think it was 10 days total mm-hmm. and then he comes to me and i wish i would have been better prepared for that as well i i'm not proud of 
um, I, I, I wish I would have said, again, you know, 2020, but I wish I would have said, you know, Judge, you're going to do whatever you, you want to do. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, you had this thing figured out mm-hmm. from before we even started all this. Just go ahead and get it over with. Yeah. He I wish like, I would have. Yeah, they wouldn't like that talk, but it's no, frank talk. They wouldn't like that. In the end of the day, it didn't he, matter. They didn't well, like any of my talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we called them on violations and everything in the court, on the do, in the documents and also on the record during court. We called them on so many things, and they did not like me at all. So Kelly Martinez asked for 10 days total or 10 <laughs> days per count? 10 days total. So she just wanted to... And, and a, like a $1,000 fine. Yeah. This is so hilarious. It's very clear in the penalty. It's one or the other, not both. Did you know that? I think you're, yeah, I think you are right. Not that you would know it. Yeah, Why would well, you know we, it? But we had read every order and report on it. I always remember the line. Yeah, yeah. 1, it was one or the other. It was one or the other. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not and both the, prosti- both the prosecuting attorney and the judge, I guess it was just, it went over their heads that it was one or the other. What kind of people do we have working in our justice system today? Yeah. So anyway. Um, do you want me to answer that question? No. <laughs> you sure can if you want. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll save that for tonight at The Mermaid. Okay. Um, 6.30? 6.30. Yeah. Um, so right, well, let, let's do this. We'll finish on the sentencing. Then we'll get into the jail part, okay. letters and stuff like that tonight. Okay. So we'll leave a yeah. lot left. And I'm sorry to the audience I can't make it tonight. I think we'll have you back. I think both of you. Maybe this should be an annual occurrence hmm. because it really needs to change. That's part of the reason we're doing this is we got to get yeah. through the never again bill. And I'll we'll make that part of the discussion there mm-hmm. too, how the never again bill solves this thing. They'll never get to do this to you again. Right. But they end up, she asked for 10 days. The judge just says, I'm going to throw the book at you. How does that go? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember what he said. He said, I don't think either one of you are going to like this. He said that to the prosecutor and myself. He, yeah, then he threw the book at me. He said, uh, 90 days and a $1,000 fine. We got the $1,000 back later. They, Be- could, they couldn't give me the, the jail sentence oh, back because okay. I had already served it. Yeah. So we called them on their mistake, and they said, well, since you've already served time, we'll, we're going to return your money. Oh, you should have said, no, keep the money. Enumerate me for the uh, <laughs> ni- 60 days I served. Exactly. What would that be? Exactly. False prosecution? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. God, there might be something there. There could be a lot of things there, actually. Shoot, that one you should have probably hired counsel on. Yeah. We could have got them on that. Okay. Anyway, so I know what's going down because off to my right, I see this very large uh, deputy, sheriff's deputy, come through the side door. And then off, I can kind of see uh, from behind me. I think it, I can't remember if it was one or two. I see one or two, and they're all so huge. <laughs> and I mean, they're big guys. You yeah. know, they're they're tall and they're they're big guys. They need that for you know really bad criminals <laughs> with disorderly conduct in their nature. So they knew. I mean, you know, the judge had already prepped all this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think there was one that came over from the left too. Anyway, so um, I don't know. I think they're all big teddy bears. Is my they were all very kind to me. <laughs> I know, but at some point you have to question. In my opinion, a guy's got to start questioning the orders he's following. Thank and you. I could never Thank do you. something like that. Yeah. Uh, you can't just say, I'm a cop. I'm just doing my job. Right. Now, in the military, we can't just, when you're following an illegal order, you can't just say, I'm following orders. You can still be prosecuted, prosecuted under Uniform Code of Military mm-hmm. Justice. We need those people standing up for the Constitution saying, I can't do this. It's not allowed. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And then once again, just like all the businesses refusing to follow orders, if we did this as a society, cops, law enforcement, military, things would change overnight. Right. It's too many, as they call them, good Nazis that go along with the orders, right? Yeah. Nazi Germany never would happen if people didn't just right. follow orders. The gulags would not have happened if people didn't just follow That's orders. Right. There's, That's right. And you don't actually need a majority. I've heard like the magic numbers, like 17%. I don't know the research and science behind it, but a certain faction of the population refusing to comply ends everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they they uh, they put you in cuffs. Do they do that? Uh, no, not walking out. Okay. Actually, they even let me kiss my husband goodbye. <laughs> now I almost want to get you on mic. Okay, we're gonna save that for the night. <laughs> Vern, I know you're a shy guy, but. We might not bring you really. up for that. He just, he I know, just, I'm just saying that. Yeah, not really. uh, <laughs> might get that element. And then um, they, no, they, they take let me, you away. Yeah, they take me away. And, and you they, miss Christmas. Yep. Birth of a granddaughter. granddaughter. Yep. That, which I was supposed to attend that birth to health. Um, and our 40th wedding anniversary. Right? It was the 40th. <laughs> hmm. Yes, it was because thirty ninth. Isn't it interesting oh, that Vern knows all the legal stuff yeah. and everything? And <laughs> I know. I just I, I I rely on him so much to keep it keep me straight. So thirty ninth wedding anniversary, and then just you know other stuff, you know, yeah. just family events and whatnot. Yeah. Wow. All right, yeah. we're gonna tell the rest of that story, uh, and then Jane, we're gonna find out what led to you closing the doors for good at the Boardwalk Bar and Grill. Yeah which is such a cool place, you know. It really and I only is. seen it in the winter. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's beautiful. And I miss it. Yeah. You want a second guess? And that I miss decision? my family, you know, the guests that mm -hmm. came in and Mhm. Mm but you have to make a decision. Well, we'll get into what that decision, why that decision came about. So there you go. Tonight come to the event at the Merm See, I didn't even plan on doing this, but isn't this perfect? Now I've given them some reason they got to come. There you to go. hear the rest of the great story. promotion yeah good. there you go great prom and i don't think we only have 30 minutes there's no way we're doing this in 30 minutes tonight. <laughs> there's no way oh, no and i'm an idiot you know <laughs> because lisa's like uh not you lisa rexy there's like well how much should we put for their time i'm like oh 30 minutes yeah jake what the hell were you thinking 30 <laughs> minutes for these two i could literally go another couple hours oh easily yeah, yeah it was. man I mean, we've been living it for yeah. three years still. I mean, yeah. you still live it. Well, Jane, I think yeah. the biggest thing that I've learned from you, and I've asked you this more than one time, but I think it was even one of our last conversations, would you have done it again? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, she doesn't even hesitate. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, and I, again, my biggest regret is that we didn't fight and kept going forward. And, and you know the outcome. Yeah. You know, you, you knew what the outcome would be, but to just stand up even longer because so many people. One thing I did want to mention is that the night we first opened, my state rep was right across the street and would not come in. Was that uh, mm -hmm. Deb, Deb Keel? Keel? Yeah. Yep. And your state senator is Mark Johnson. Lives in East Grand Forks. And yes. never did anything for you. Yeah, I even called, I called them all. I called Fishbach. I called Keel. By the I way, called Johnson. Mark Johnson is the most senior or the the minority leader of the republicans in the senate is the top republican yep went move a finger for you yep mm. nope he said uh, i can't really deal with that isn't something i deal with exactly that's, that's what, what they he say. said that's what they yep. yeah yeah mm -hmm. we get that too 
Yours was interesting, Lisa, and we'll get into this tonight, too, in the 30 minutes. Sure, we will. Because <laughs> I totally forgot about this. You end up running for state senate, and uh, your your state representative, Peggy Bennett, says she's not even going to come speak on your behalf. Your state senator, Gene Dornick, wouldn't do it either. And both of them you considered lifelong friends, like Absol- 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we get re- you get redistricted in 2022. You decide to run for Minnesota Senate. And Gene carpetbags into the district that you're in. It's an open seat. There's no legislator in that district. He buys a house or owned a house and decides he's going to move to that house all of a sudden just so he could run in the district. And then the whole establishment. I spent over $100,000 to try to defeat you. Jeez. The scum that are up at the Capitol. All right, we'll get into that. We're going to get into that and what you can do about it. We've got Eric Mortensen. Uh, speaking tonight, the new president action for liberty. Did you guys know that? Yes. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yes, yeah, very cool. I was Love like, because you know, you see the studio, and I got a lot of stuff we're trying to work on, and I'm like, I can't be doing action for liberty. It's too, too time consuming. No, he's who the hell wants my job? <laughs> right. And we kind of approached it with Mortensen because tell you, there's a lot of parts of this job not fun. And he's like, Yeah, I really would consider doing oh, that's it. That's great. I was like sweet. Yeah. So we got a good, good one. Guy. Yeah, I know yeah. he's doing very a good exciting. job. Yeah. So um, uh, Mark Bashovsky can't be there, but he's got a video um, about the corruption in the GOP. And then Senator Nathan Wiesenberg, who knows a lot about the corruption in the GOP and seeing what's going down in the Capitol. And I think he's going to be the author of the Never Again Bill for this session, too. Great. So it looks like good. that'll be dropping soon. So we've got a good program, 630 at the Mermaid in Moundsview. That's at 2200 Moundsview Boulevard. That's right off of uh, County Highway 10 and U.S. And, uh, and uh, what is that? Uh, 35, 35W. So there you go. And they're going to be speaking. Um, I'll be speaking. Bridget, are you going to be there tonight? Um, I don't think so. Bridget's not going to be there, Tucker, so you can stay home. She's got a really <laughs> super fan on the. Tucker's <laughs> a fan of the show in general. Yeah. I think if and we lost Jesse, you. those two like talk all the time. <laughs> That's so. true. But I think if we lost you, Bridget, we'd probably lose Tucker. So I'm you got to stay so. on. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, comments, the rumble rants, everything for people that are following the show. We couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you, honest to God. Otherwise, we're just staring at cameras and talking to cameras. No one's watching that. But that'd be, we would need to get our head checked if we did something like that. <laughs> and yet there are so many people that do that. <laughs> 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 what? I wasn't saying you, Dawson. You do have people that watch your. St- He's a game streamer. Like he plays video uh, games. You, you say that like you come in and watch my streams. I'm gonna start doing that now. You it's on YouTube. Not. You're not gonna care. You're not gonna enjoy it. I really won't. But um, <laughs> just to even things out, because you're always pushing back on us. I'm gonna push back on you. You can come like, in and tell me. Oh, I wouldn't have pressed A B on that one. I, w- I you went left. I would have gone right. I don't even know what you stream. What are you streaming? Like first-person so shooters or um, what? Yeah, Overwatch 2. Oh, awesome. yeah. Then I totally would be like, mm-hmm. oh, I would have grabbed the sniper rifle there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got to look. <laughs> or I should say, I'd play something fun like Zelda. Zelda, Zelda's a good game. <laughs> there you yep, go. That is. All right. Well, thank you, guys. We'll see you tonight at The Mermaid. Take care, and we'll be back here at uh, Truth Hurts Studio on Thursday. Take care.